I never realized that we could come together and make decisions with everybody in the same room that would then impact 30, 40, 50,000 people amongst all of our communities and schools. Today's podcast is a conversation about leadership during a pandemic, successes, unsung heroes, and lessons learned with Dr. Dan Bittman. Tech Talk for Teachers is brought to you by Avid.org. Avid believes that a growth mindset is important to the success of every child. For more information about Avid, visit their website at avid.org. Tech Talk for Teachers. You want to practice? Tech, tech Talk for Teachers. The podcast where teachers discuss how technology can positively transform teaching and learning. I'm Rena Clark. I'm Paul Beckerman. And I'm Pam Beckerman. We are digital learning specialists. And we're here to share actionable teaching strategies for remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Education, Education is our passport to, to the future. future. Today's quote comes from Christopher Reeve. A hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Well, based on that quote, Pam, it sure sounds like we have a lot of heroes, especially (laughs) in the last year. And I, I think we can think of teachers, parents, families, admin leaders, but also let's not forget about all of our students who really have been heroes during this time. That is so true. And a couple of words stood out that make people heroes. It's that strength, that perseverance in spite of the obstacles. All of those things are kind of what leads to that, that superhero-dom. Mm-hmm. Our guest knows a few things about leading a school district through a year of unprecedented obstacles. We've had a few this year. So Pam, why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, I'm really excited to introduce Dr. Dan Bittman, who's joining us today. He is Superintendent of Independent School District 728 in Minnesota. He is also the President-Elect of the Minnesota Association of School Administrators and one of Minnesota Superintendent Representatives on the AASA National Governing Board. He has served as Assistant Commissioner at the Minnesota Education Department and was recognized as the Minnesota Association School Administrator's 2016 Superintendent of the Year. Welcome, Dr. Dan Bittman. We appreciate you joining us today and sharing your perspective as a leader during this unprecedented time in education. Well, thank you so much, Pam and others. So grateful to spend some time with each of you. And this has been an amazing (laughs) year for all of us. And I was so grateful to hear Reno talk, Rena talk a little bit about our students as well, because we couldn't do it without them. This has been an exciting year with plenty of opportunities for leadership. I would say that that intro made me sound pretty old. (laughs) We may need to cut a few of those things out uh, in the future, Pam, but appreciate the opportunity to collaborate and learn with you. So I think we're going to start our conversation just zoning in on successes. So let's focus in on those strengths. So although it's been a really challenging school year, What successes have you seen, Dr. Bittman? Rena, this has been an amazing year. We see students and families thriving like they've never thrived before. Things that they thought they would never do or get to do in schools, they have now had the opportunity to do. And we really do offer personalized instruction for our students and families of all ages at all grade levels. We provide amazing services to them, not only for the personal instruction piece, but we also provide support in terms of meals, in terms of devices, in terms of access, and in terms of collaboration with our cities, counties, and our business leaders throughout all of Minnesota. 
And so these this year, while difficult from a pandemic standpoint, uh, has created many learnings that we will take with us forever and ever. And maybe we can even kind of zoom in, uh, thinking about maybe an ex- a specific example where adversity really led to success. Well, Reen, I can tell you that we uh, had an opportunity, an eight-hour notice that schools would be shut down in Minnesota. <laughs> and, and we brought all leaders throughout our community, our instructional leaders, our teachers, our administrators, our, our business leaders, et cetera, together. And within a 24-hour period, we had 14,000 families in our school districts with devices in their hand. We had kids that no, had did not have internet access for one reason or another with hotspots provided by our school district. We had meals lined up for the very first day of school, 24-hour notice for every single family in our school district free of charge. And we had ongoing professional development from our teacher leaders and from our staff development and educational leadership teams uh, provided for learners at where they were from a technology standpoint from our beginners all the way to our experts. And I couldn't be more proud of this team as well as others throughout the district and community. Yeah, and I I don't think, I think that was happening across the nation and just, it was amazing to see different community members align with school districts and partnerships to make sure that students had access to what they needed to have access to in order to be successful. And you mentioned also about food, and I know we haven't talked much about that, but I I have a soft spot. My mom was a lunch lady, and actually I still have several friends and relatives working in the food industry for schools, and I just know how hard they've been working as well. Hey, my mom was a lunch lady too, Rena. <laughs> All right. Shout out to the lunch ladies or lunch people. Well, that's actually, thank you for calling me on that because that's not correct. So, um, and I'm, I want to make sure we say that. So all of those people working in the food industry, as well as like custodial staff, just there's so many people involved. And I just want us to think about as we've been going through this, we've heard there's been struggles, but we've also received positive feedback. So I'm just curious, Dr. Bittman, what's some positive feedback you've received from staff or the community from this school year? Well, schools and school districts just can't do it alone, Rena. So we have been grateful for the continued collaboration. This has provided an opportunity for our school district to bring communities together. Within that first 24 or 48 hours, we are providing free childcare, free breakfast and lunch, free hotspots and free devices for every single student and family in our district. And we're the eighth largest school district in Minnesota. Not once did I hear from any staff member, we just can't do it. The, the questions really were about how best can we do it? And people worked all day on a Sunday and continued work throughout the first several months and even now uh, to continue to refine our practices. So in terms of successes, we have never had better partnerships within and outside of our school district, with our communities, with our families, with our business leaders, and with our city and county partners. And thinking just all the the things that were made possible this year through technology that just weren't possible 5, 10, 20, 50, 100 years ago. So let's dig in and maybe think of some more specific examples of how technology really helped in making this year successful. Well, I think from a technological standpoint, the first thing that we really had to do was figure out who had access, who had internet, who had devices, who who were we missing 
along the way. And the pandemic gave us a real opportunity to shed a light on all learners. And that's an important part of what we do in ISD 728, but we don't always take the time until we know that someone does not have it. So it really provided us an opportunity to ensure that every family had that device, every family had that hotspot, every family had opportunities for childcare, et cetera. So from the technology standpoint, we certainly were more efficient. You know, people weren't spending time traveling to and from school. People weren't worried about travel uh, throughout the day or even outside of the day to events, et cetera, to get help. So kids and families could collaborate through technology when they were ready to do that. And that meant that some of our high school kids slept in a little longer than some of us would have wanted. But it also meant that at 11 o'clock at night, when they were still up and ready to go, they were collaborating with their peers and oftentimes with our teachers. And so, again, it really provided an opportunity where we could all come together on the same page and really help each other out. I'm going to take us in a slightly different direction now. You've, you've shared a lot of the things that went really well, and it kind of gives me goosebumps a little bit how, how nimble we've been and how quickly we've changed throughout this whole thing. But not everything has been obvious to the general public or even to other teachers in the district. You know, there are unsung heroes out there. I think of a, a Harry Truman quote. He said, you know, it's amazing what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets credit. But I still would like to give credit to some of those people because, boy, have they lifted us up. Um, they really emphasize a couple of our core values in our district, which I know you're very familiar with, Dan. Um, people thrive when they feel connected, supported, and affirmed. And all people have value at any level of the organization. So as superintendent, with your broad perspective of all these moving parts in the district, um, who are some of those unsung heroes of this past year? Well, first and foremost, uh, every single person, regardless of title in this district, has stepped up and done amazing things for kids and for families. And I could not be more proud or humbled at that. One of the things that I've um, been able to do is really get through those titles and bring people together. And so when you think about or when you mention Unsung Heroes, the first group that comes to mind is some of our health and safety staff. The ones that are taking those calls and doing contact tracing and helping parents in the middle of the night or early morning when they just don't know who to go to. That uh, opportunity to work with families and to educate them, to let them know that they're going to be okay and here are the resources and support that we can provide. Another group that you might not think about uh, that I do is our athletic directors, our, our groups that are really working to provide meaningful and safe opportunities in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> so whether that be a band concert or a speech debate, or whether that be soccer or volleyball or baseball, uh, it's one of those things that we know that, that being involved in athletics and activities is an important thing for our kids and for our families. And they have been extremely flexible on a day-to-day -day and sometimes an hourly basis, not knowing if they're able to compete, if they're able to have enough kids to, to support a team, if someone is not feeling well, et cetera. And so those are two groups that really stand out. But I will tell you that our teams, because of the volatility of the pandemic, have come together uh, pretty much at all hours and on all days and shed those titles where they can come together and say, what is it that is best for kids and families? And what can we do that's well and right? within the parameters of our Department of Health. And that's difficult for folks. But again, I couldn't be more proud. Can you give an example of like maybe teams of people that maybe worked and did their own thing, but now had to integrate a little bit more closely during this pandemic? 
Absolutely. And I could give you examples uh, all day long. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But one example that comes to mind is a health and safety team. And for the first time ever, we brought together a group of experts throughout our district that uh, include executive cabinet levels, such as myself and assistant superintendents, as well as folks that were responsible for things like transportation and food service, along with our some of our nursing staff and our health and safety folks uh, that talk to us about things like ventilation and someone that's in charge of social emotional learning and mental health. And so we meet weekly since last March, uh, every week on Wednesdays for a minimum of an hour to talk about things that are going well, things that we need to do better and th- upcoming things where we really need to be thoughtful about as we move forward. And I hear comments from folks saying, wow, I never had the opportunity to meet with leadership on this frequency. I never felt comfortable coming to the superintendent's office just because I wanted to talk or I needed some support or I never I never realized that we could come together and make decisions with everybody in the same room that would then impact 30, 40, 50,000 people amongst all of our communities and schools. And so it has created so many amazing opportunities, not only from an efficiency standpoint, but from a friendship standpoint. And I would, I would do anything for any one of those people as well as any employee in our district. And uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I've had to learn with and from them on a daily basis, even when we don't agree, and even when there's no specific answer from anyone, that opportunity to continue that conversation has been extremely valuable. I'm going to add on because, you know, Dan, we're a digital learning specialist, or I've kind of moved into a different role this year. But like you said, what's happened is I know my department used to live separately. It was like digital learning team. And we've always talked about like digital learning should live inside every department. And guess what? It's finally, it's happening. And so I see that as a huge success because now they've made a change at my district level. So they're no longer the digital learning department or even team. It's just like part of the role as facilitators and leaders. And I'm seeing that happen even with teachers. It's no longer this separate piece. It's in service of students and grade level standards. And it's just natural and normal now. And we're having those cross department level conversations. And I finally feel like, I don't want to say like everyone's kind of up to the same speed as well, because we've been forced into this digital world and huge growth in one year. And huge growth, huge growth for the superintendency as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we do not have the answers and we surround ourselves with really good people that will challenge our minds and challenge our comfort level. And again, needing to go outside that box to think differently and creatively. And so mm-hmm. I, I am hopeful that I'm a better superintendent now than I was pre-pandemic. And I'm, I'm hopeful I'm a better digital learning specialist. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> better teacher, better, yeah. I'm a, I'm a better, better parent. So it's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whole nother podcast, Rena. Whole nother podcast. <laughs> and the word that has come up probably the most often in this episode is the word opportunity. And I love that because that's a forward thinking word. It's not a deficit thinking word. And in that light, Pam, why don't you take us into this next chunk? Yeah, we're going to focus on lessons learned because like Paul said, it's um, challenges give us opportunities, as you have mentioned several times. And I'm a silver linings person. I really believe that there are silver linings, these lessons that will positively impact our future. So Dan, what lessons have you in leadership learned during this uh, school year that you're looking forward to in the future ahead? Well, I think the idea, Pam, of personalized learning, that one size 
does not fit all is something that we can't just talk about, that we need to see some meaningful action with. And what works for one child may not work for another. And similarly with families. And so that opportunity that we'll take on uh, additional programming and opportunities for kids, whether it be blended learning, whether it be full-time online, whether it be a class or two, um, is just an amazing opportunity for our kids and families. And I think we have to continue to do things differently And we have to continue to think about these opportunities as ways for us to continue to modify and adjust. And no matter how many, how much time and resource and plans we put in, that programming is going to likely look differently and should look differently next week as it did when we first planned it. And that's okay. So it forces me as a superintendent, as, uh, as a superintendent, excuse me, to go outside my comfort level and to be okay with things that aren't always black and white as we move forward. And it gives me an opportunity, quite honestly, to support our learners and to support our teachers. And I know one of the things that you've been very passionate about in terms of supporting our learners and our teachers is with mental health and equity. How has that played a role during the decision-making this past year? Well, it's a really good question, and I appreciate that. Um, Never in the history, at least in my history, have we ever had an 18-month or two-year pandemic, right? We've Usually crisis happens and then it's over and we're able to recover and heal, et cetera. This has been a long journey. And our kids um, continue to teach us uh, what they really need. And we need to continue to listen. So in terms of mental health, we've recognized how important co-located services are. We've recognized how important the individuals in our departments and in our schools, whether it be teachers or administrators or social workers or mental health providers, et cetera, are. And more than anything, Pam, it's taught us that we need to listen more closely to our kids. And that is something uh, that educators uh, really try to do all the time. But in the spirit of so much to do and so much coming at us, We really have to take pause and be okay with that and reflect upon what those kids are telling us and how we can better support them. I love that. I think we've become more aware as a system, as individuals. Um, It's so important. That shift to being student-centered, I really can, you know, it's palpable now, whereas before we kind of talked about and we're trying to support it. And I I love that it's happening. Yay. So we have another segment in our podcast, Dan, which we call our toolkit. So in our teaching toolkit, we give everybody a chance to put something in there that they've maybe picked up from the year. So if you could put something in there, it doesn't have to be technology-based. It could be, but just it could be a practice maybe that you've gained or a insight. What would you put in the toolkit for education after this pandemic teaching year? I think having a regular or ongoing opportunity to work with community leaders would be something that I would recommend. And school districts have such an amazing opportunity to bring people together, but we are really that conduit. And so we have scheduled four meetings a year with our business leaders, our spiritual leaders, our city and county leaders, et cetera. And we come together and look for ways that we can partner, not only for our students, but our families and all of our communities. And that would not have happened with such purpose and such deliberation without a pandemic. And so we will definitely continue that. And I would encourage other leaders, superintendents, educators, et cetera, to not be so focused on what happens within a school, a program, or a district 
and look more broadly at what's happening in the community and, and how we can come together to provide even better support for those that we serve. I love that. Mm-hmm. And for me, that for me, what resonates is that all comes down to this communication piece. Are we listening? You mentioned listening a couple times. Are we communicating what needs to be communicated? I know there's been unprecedented amounts of information that have been sent out to the community to keep everybody informed. And, uh, you know, it's the website, it's digital communication systems, uh, whatever the conduit, very, very important. And I think for me, Paul, one of the nicest things that's come out of that is just the importance of relationships. And now because of that, business leaders and community leaders, et cetera, feel comfortable to pick up the phone and call me, whether it be on my cell phone or in the middle of the weekend or at late at night, et cetera. So we are better. We are better organized and we're collaborating better. We have better information. We're at, I think at times prior to the pandemic, we did the best we can with not without involving as many people as we do now. And so we're making better decisions now because of that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Which I think before we have any more comments, we should save some of them for our next segment, which is our one thing. It's time for that one thing. In this segment, we kind of think back through this conversation and what's our one big takeaway from our conversation with you. So I'm going to have Paul start. <laughs> Man, it's hard to boil that down to one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with that word opportunity. I think that this year can be a very positive, impactful event on the future of education, on our kids, on our teachers, on our leadership. We can use this as an opportunity to be better. Oh, that was my word. That's all right. I'll build on it. (laughs) It is definitely an opportunity. And some other words that went with it or help connect to that is listen, pause, reflect. I really thought that was powerful when you said that, Dan. And the idea that um, building those connections, those relationships, it made me think it truly does take a village. And we have a village of heroes who made this possible and I think make the future even brighter. I also took away opportunity as the biggest word. So ding, ding, (laughs) ding, ding, ding. ding. And I mean, I think Pam captured it well. And back to relationships. I know many episodes, that word is reoccurring relationships, relationships with you've talked about relationships across the board, um, beyond titles and even beyond the school district with community. So I think those are some big takeaways for me. So Dan, you get a chance to, to kick in here too. What's your big takeaway? I think the importance, and I want to reach out to each of you and to thank you for the opportunity for us to get together and the opportunity, again, to network with great learners across our districts, our cities, and our country. And so I'm grateful uh, that we make time for these types of discussions because I, too, learn with and from you, and I'm grateful to serve with you. So thank you for that. And thank you for being with us. We want to give you a very special thanks, Dr. Bittman. Yay! Yay! (laughs) No, we really appreciate your perspectives from the school leadership lens. I know that school leaders across the country often get taken for granted, just like um, many of the other staff members who have given their all to our students. So we want to thank you and all of our other administrators out there who work tirelessly behind the scenes. We do appreciate you. Very much so. Thank you so much. And I, you. Thanks for listening to Tech Talk for Teachers. We invite you to visit us at avidopenaccess.org where you can explore tech tips, grab-and-go lessons, templates, and videos that will help bring remote learning to life. We want to hear from you. So let's continue the conversation. 
Join us for the first and third Tuesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Central for a live chat on Twitter, where we will facilitate conversations related to remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Look for hashtag Tech Talk for Teachers. We will discuss your responses on future podcasts. We'll be back here next Wednesday for a fresh episode of Tech Talk for Teachers. And remember, go forth and be awesome. Thanks for all you do. You make a difference.